0: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Well Report. I'm so excited to bring this idea to life and to have you along on the journey with me. It took me a while to get to the point where I'm here. I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time and for some reasons that we'll get into in just a second, I just didn't have the capacity to do it. But here we are And I have all of the capacity to do this, and it's truly going to be the thing that I think really drives me throughout 2024. Before I get into the WALL report, I thought I'll give you an overview of who I am. Some of you might be new to knowing and learning about me, and some of you might have found me from TikTok or Instagram. Some of you might know me from work or from just everyday life. I'll give you a little bit more context about who I am in this episode. I'm also going to talk about where the idea of this podcast came from, and then I'm going to talk about what I hope this podcast accomplishes. My name is Daniela Smith. You can call me Danny. All my friends and family call me Danny. And if you are listening to this podcast, you are the homie for real, especially if you're listening to episode one. We're locked in now. We are homies. So you can call me Danny. A little about me. I'm from California originally, but now I live in New York. I work in big tech during the day. So I am a corporate baddie. And in the evening, I am a wellness connoisseur, if you will. <laughs> I am a double Taurus Scorpio rising, which basically means I'm very stubborn, very nurturing. I really enjoy relaxing. And I like have a little tight, uh, a little taste for luxury as most tourists do. So that's a little bit about me throughout the journey of the wall report. I'm sure you'll continue to learn more tidbits about who I am. And I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of solo episodes. The, the primary objective of the wall report is going to be learning about additional practitioners in the wellness space. So practitioners of color primarily. So that was a little bit about me. Now I'd like to talk about where the idea of the Well Report came and why we're here. Before I get too far into all of the things that led me to this moment and and where, you know, and the Well Report as a whole, I want to give a little bit of a trigger warning. We are going to talk about death. We are going to talk about fertility, and we are going to talk about surgery and mental health. So if that is something that you are not at a place in your journey to hear about. Fast forward, I'll put the exact moments in the show notes so you know exactly where to fast forward to so you can hear more about what to expect from the Well Report. It's going to get a little dark before it gets light, but I promise it's going to get light. So bear with me. The idea for the Well Report really originated, I would say, I started thinking about this back in 2021. So in 2020, like most people, We were in the middle of a pandemic. I was just not feeling my best. And so I really leaned into wellness. And I'm using air quotes, if you can't see me. I mean, you know, leaned into this idea of wellness, which was really like, I feel like we were talking about bubble baths and candles and workout classes and things like that. So like very surface level idea of wellness. And I kind of thought that that's what it was. And I didn't really have a deep understanding of the need for Let's call it mental health resources and accessible education around health situations. It just, it wasn't a part of my life. And at the time I just didn't really get it. So that was my idea of wellness back in the day. That's how I thought about wellness was pretty surface level. Fast forward to July 27th, 2021. My father passed away from an unexpected heart attack. And when I say the way that that shook me to my core, I think I'm still dealing with aftershocks. This is now two and a half years later. It was the hardest thing that I have ever dealt with. I think it was the shock of it and also losing somebody who was instrumental in my life. My dad and I, Oof. even to this day, talking about it always chokes me up a little bit, but my dad and I were very, very close. And so to lose him unexpectedly was so hard to go through the stages of grief and to under, you know, what grief was, all of that was just, it really, really rocked me. And on top of that, work got really hard, really quick. And I took my bereavement leave, which for my company was, it was either four or six weeks or something like that. I can't remember exactly, which also still felt like too soon, which is more than most companies give. And that timeframe still felt like not enough time. And so I get back to work after having this major shock in my life. I had spent some time about a month in in California with my mom after everything. I come back to work and it's hard. It's so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And I really struggled. And I couldn't quite get back to the level of productivity that I was used to. I was really off. I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure my boss can probably attest to this. So if she hears this, and she may, I am aware of how difficult it was. And shout out to my boss because she really did a, a great job managing me through that time. But it was a really hard time for me. And I think that's when I first started to deal with the importance of managing your mental health and the effects that it can have and how it can permeate through your life. And for me, I just really wasn't expecting all of that. Again, everything came on Monday. He was fine. On Tuesday, he was not. And it was so hard. So fast forward to later on that year, I think it was actually in December of 2021. I learned through just like routine checkups that I actually had fibroids. And at the time, I actually didn't really know what it was. My doctor was really flippant about what fibroids were. And so I was really flippant about what fibroids were. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I really didn't care too much about it and do a lot of research into it. My doctor said, basically, he was like, take some birth control and you'll be fine. And so I was like, all right, cool. And I left it alone. Also, let's keep in mind, I did not have the capacity to deal with something else hard, right? Like this was only six months after my father had passed away, not even six months. So fast forward a little further, work is really hard, but I'm starting to feel my age is starting to creep up there. My company gives me access to subsidized egg freezing and it was time for me to get some egg freezing. So I go to a fertility doctor and we do some egg freezing. And through the process, my doctor She's checking me out. Like she's she's doing all of the things that she needs to do to check me out. And when she does, like she does an ultrasound specifically, she lets me know like, hey, your fibroids are kind of in the way. It might be hard for me to get to your eggs, but we'll do the best that we can. And I was like, okay, we get to the egg retrieval and we got more than we thought we were going to get, but we didn't get all of them because the fibroids were in the way. And so my doctor was like, hey, fibroids were in the way. We weren't able to get to all of them. But we got to a lot of them. And I was like, cool, that's fine. She recommended that I do another retrieval, an egg retrieval. So we go through, we do another egg retrieval. Again, it was, when you freeze your eggs, it's just a lot. There's a lot emotionally and physically that you have to put yourself through. And so I did that egg freezing the first time in May. And summer was coming up and I didn't want to have them back to back. So I didn't want to do another round of egg freezing. And I was like, I'll do it in the winter. Your girl was trying to have a good summer, right? Like I'm trying to wear crop tops. I'm trying to go out, have a couple cocktails on a rooftop. Like I was not trying to deal with another egg retrieval. Cause like I said, it's a lot for your mind and your body. So I push it until February of 2023. We get through the egg retrieval and it did not go well. It did not go well at all. <laughs> Instead, my doctor informed me. She said, Hey, I did the best that I could do. It was incredibly painful, by the way. She said that I did the best that I could do, but I was not able to get many of your eggs. We cannot do this again unless you get the surgery. And I had heard about a myomectomy, which is when they remove fibroids. I'd heard about it, but I didn't really want to consider it or think about it too hard. So I didn't. And it wasn't until that moment that I was like, oh crap, I have to have surgery. Again, when you're dealing with For me, I was still kind of dealing with grieving my father. And then to like realize that my fertility is at risk due to this health issue, I just, I felt so, whoa. My mental health definitely tanked. It was already in the gutter and it went to hell. Like it was not, I was not well. 2023 was one of the hardest years for me. Fast forward to August 30th, 2023. And I had an open myomectomy. And if you don't know what an open myomectomy is, it's basically a C-section. Surgery where they remove the fibroids from your uterus. And me, me, myself personally, I had 10. The smallest fibroid being the size of a penny, the largest being the size of a small grapefruit. There was another one that was like the size of a softball. So like these were really big tumors in in my situation. And it was an awful, it, it was awful. Everything, everything about it was awful. I had so much pain, my menstrual cycles were awful and they were only getting worse and in fact when i had talked to my surgeon that was recommended by my fertility doctor side note my fertility doctor and my surgeon were some of the best practitioners that i have ever come in contact with so dr jackson bay dr lee rosen you guys i i don't have enough words to say thank you anyway when i had talked to my surgeon she informed me that based off of the placement of one of my fibroids, if I did not have that removed, I wasn't going to be able to conceive. I cannot tell you the shock. Like, again, dealing with the grief of my father, work is really hard. Then I have to have this surgery, and then I have to be faced with my own fertility all in the span of two years. So I was not well. I did get the surgery. They removed the 10 fibroids. And honestly, That was just such a relief. I felt so much better afterwards. The recovery process for a myomectomy, it's like a C-section. They tell you you can start working out between six to eight weeks, but they don't tell you that you're starting from scratch. You're starting from zero. So I'm actually about five months post-op at this point. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be about six months post-op. And I am just getting to a point where I was pre-surgery. So the recovery was, it was tough. But anyway, all of that's to say, at this time, wellness was at the forefront of my mind. It was around this time that I stopped drinking. I'm not totally sober, but I would say it's drastically reduced. I really started watching what I'm eating and how I'm eating. I started really paying attention to my mental health. I got a therapist, I got a coach, I got a couple of coaches. I really leaned in hard on wellness. And in that journey, I listened to a ton of podcasts and some of the best, like the top wellness podcasts is really what I was looking for. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I Googled, best wellness podcasts. And when they popped up, truly the best were with one perspective, and that perspective and that background did not match mine. And I had to go out of my way to specifically look for Black, Latina, BIPOC, keywords to find wellness podcasts with diverse perspectives. And that really bothered me. I was just like, there, and there are incredible podcasts out there by diverse creators. But when you search the best wellness podcast in Google, it's wild to me how hard it was for me to find podcasts that really centered and highlighted people of color. And that for me really sparked the Like, well, what if I were to create one? What would it look like if I try to do this? And so that's really where the well report came from and, you know, why it is that this exists and why I'm hoping you'll go on this journey with me. I'm still new to this game. This is podcast numero uno, episode numero uno. And I'm really hoping that you will bring your perspective. I want this to be a community. I want us to have dialogue. I want us to have conversation about wellness and centering diverse perspectives. And that means a lot of things to a lot of people. But for me, it is diversity of race. It is diversity of thought. It is diversity of body. It is all of the above. Because again, when we talk about wellness, we are not always talking about diversity in wellness and the industry specifically doesn't center people of color and so i really want to bring that perspective into the, foref- the forefront what can you expect out of the well report i think is the next logical question the first thing i think you can expect is open dialogue this i mentioned this earlier but this will be an interview based podcast i will have guests as many guests as possible on this show and i'm going to be persistently going after so many practitioners, people, thought leaders, tastemakers in the industry. If there's someone that you want me to try to interview, please, 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 you can comment, you can DM me, you can email me, you can leave a review and ask for them. I will do everything in my power because I, again, I want this podcast to be in service of the community. So you can expect interviews. You can expect me to be open and honest. I think that that is probably the most important aspect of a of a host if you will is to just be fully transparent and I will do my best to tell you what's going on like my thoughts are on topics and anything that I can talk about I will and I think you can also expect a variety of high and low topics and what I mean by that is some of the episodes are going to be probably really light and fun and just maybe we'll we'll be talking about skincare maybe we'll be talking about I don't know, some crazy trends that are happening on TikTok. There's always something crazy happening on TikTok. So, you might you can expect that, but I also want to make sure that this is a place where we talk about the important things, diabetes in the community in both black and brown communities. I want to talk about the mortality birth rates for black women specifically. Like that is important. I want to talk about fertility. I want to talk about fibroids, obviously. I there's obvious reasons I want to talk about that. But I want to talk about the the things that affect Our communities, the type of guests that I want to have on are going to be different coaches, different trainers, people who focus on mindset, dermatologists, doctors, founders of different brands that focus on black and brown communities or black and brown founders of different products, specifically in the wellness space. And I want to make this a place where everyone feels welcome in the wellness industry. So that's what it is. That's who I am. That's why I came up with the idea of the sweat report and that's what you can expect from it. So I hope that you will join me week after week to join in on this conversation and you can follow me and the behind the scenes of what's going on with the well report on my TikTok and on my Instagram. It's Danilay. That's the handle I-T-S-D-A-N-I-L-A-E. I will have it in the show notes. For now, I won't have a well report specific like TikTok or Instagram because it's just me, myself and I running all of the things and I don't have the capacity to run multiple accounts. So everything is just going to be housed on my personal eventually, hopefully will grow. So tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. And that's that. Thank you again for listening to the very first episode. I've said this a lot, but thank you for being here. And until the next episode, I hope you stay well. See you in the next episode. Thank you.